Hey, greetings, Matt Micucci. Hello, everybody. Hi, Brian. Hello, and yes, hello, everybody. Thank you for listening. I am Brian Zimmerman, executive editor of Jazz's Magazine, and that voice on the other end of the line, that would, of course, be Matt Micucci, online editor of Jazz's Magazine. And the fact that we're together in your headphones or on your speaker can only mean one thing. That is time to go through the 10 albums you need to know for December 2020. Our final 10 albums you need to know of the month, Matt. It's that time. That yeah, time of year, absolutely. I'm excited about this year. Me too. We were chatting right. a little absolutely. bit beforehand. <laughs> it's been kind of a crazy year for jazz, um, you know, a crazy year for everyone. But despite it all, or maybe through it all, um, we have had some fantastic new releases come out from the jazz artists we know and love. It's actually been a great year for music. And in tough times, we so often find ourselves ourselves turning to artists, to musicians, um, no exception this year. Uh, and maybe especially this year, we were blessed with some great albums. And the month of December, it's just icing on the cake, the cherry on top of the whole thing, Matt. Yeah, absolutely. You know, usually the the list, the December list we compile, we kind of struggle a little bit. But this year, I feel like we've got a good eclectic selection of albums, some of which were recorded in the time of the COVID, which is really exciting. Some of them are are quite experimental. And so you're going to have a very varied list this month. And I'm really excited to talk about Yes, yes. Finishing strong. Absolutely. A nice mix of genres and styles. And uh, I think we've set it up enough, Matt. What do you say we hop into the list? And you will know, people listening, it's going to be a little bit of a difference this time around. We're going to be playing some excerpts uh, from these albums for you. So you get to hear some of this music for yourself. Right. What's better than that? We're talking about music, so we might as well play a little bit of music as well. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. I mean, wasn't it Monk who said talking about music is like dancing about architecture, you know, and uh, nobody wants <laughs> to see us dance, least of all about architecture. So we decided we're going to play the music for you. Anyway, Matt, we're going to go ahead and get started. This uh, feature, 10 Albums You Need to Know, is, of course, available on our website if you'd like to read the text version of it. It's right up uh, on our homepage now. Um, and that's where we're going to be bringing you this list from. We're going to be starting off with the first album on our list. These are, of course, released chronologically, or uh, these are listed chronologically by release date. The first on our list is the latest from Adam Rudolph, a composer and percussionist. The name of the album is Focus and Field, and it was released December 4th on uh, Meta, the Meta label. So what can you tell us about this one, Matt? Yeah, I spoke about this sort of list being very eclectic and a little experimental. And definitely, this is one of the more unique recordings I've come across in recent times. And essentially, what it is, I feel, is just a blend of traditional Japanese artistic and musical concepts evoking the North Theatre tradition and jazz and blend it with jazz improvisation uh, and just improvisational music. So it was recorded live earlier this year and performed with an eight-piece offshoot from Adam Rudolph's Go Organic Orchestra. And if you're looking for something different, this is the album for you. 
Absolutely. We're listening a little bit right now to the title track, Focus and Field. And you can, of course, hear those traditional Japanese instruments. Um, again, this thing unfolds slowly. It's meditative. But if you take the time to really sit in and focus on it, um, it is absolutely worth the listen. It's exploratory. Um, it's wonder wonderfully improvised. And uh, yeah, this is kind of a field recording-esque journey. So really impressed with this album. Yeah, once again, that was the title track from Focus and Field, the new album from Adam Rudolph, released December 4th on uh, Meta. Uh, yeah, I love the drums. I love how the drums, the, that hand percussion, can just communicate so much. Um, beautifully done on this record. All right, Matt. Uh, yeah, it's like stepping into an Akira Kurosawa movie. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. All right. We're going to move on to the next album on our list. This is a big name, Matt. And this was uh, big news when it was released. So it's uh, previously unheard material from the Dave Brubeck Quartet. And the name of the album is Time Outtakes. Like the little play on time out there. Uh, previously unreleased takes from the original 1959 sessions. This album was also released on December 4th on uh, Brubeck Editions Records. So yeah, this was this was this made headlines, Matt, when it was released uh, earlier this month. What can you tell us about it? Oh yeah, I mean you know first of all, happy 100th birthday to the great immortal Dave Brubeck. This month we're getting a document of the birth of really one of the most seminal uh, records ever, 1959's Time Out. These tracks have never been released, uh, to the best of my knowledge, and listening to them really gives you an insight into the making of um, process as the musicians familiarize themselves with the odd time signatures, try to find their way around them. This is really a quintessential companion piece and even something more than that to a historic and deeply influential jazz album. So, yeah, very exciting. All jazz fans are hands on it. Yep. And we are, of course, listening to Take Five, kind of the, the seminal track from that album, um, written in the 5-4 signature. Has a little bit of an, a different intro here, starting with the hi-hat. But yes, you can hear the musicians kind of feeling it out, sorting things out, getting used to these difficult time signatures and uh, becoming the songs that we would all know and love uh, when this immortal album was released in 1959. So let's take a listen a little bit more to Take Five here. Yeah, so you can kind of hear saxophonist Paul Desmond. You know, it's not the iconic solo we're used to. Um, it's kind of a different take on it, which is which is very cool to kind of hear the seeds of that idea starting to grow. Uh, I've actually heard that in writing this song, Paul Desmond had things reversed. He had that uh, famous bridge doo -doo 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 in the beginning. And then uh, the melody, do, 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 as the bridge. And uh, Dave Brubeck heard that and said, Paul, why don't we switch that around? Uh, Lo and Behold would become one of the best-selling jazz albums, most iconic jazz songs of all time. Interesting little tidbit for mm -hmm. you there, man. 
All right, we're going to move on to the next album on our list. This one is from guitarist Lee Rittenauer. It's called Dreamcatcher, and it was released on December 4th on Mascot, uh, the Players Club Recordings. Matt, what's yeah. the latest with Lee Rittenauer? So, yeah, this is his first solo guitar album, full-length solo guitar album, and has uh, also got one of the <clears> – <throat> I mean, I would, I would say that it's one of the best – solo records of the year uh it's a collection of songs that revisit an eclectic range of influences and styles some upbeat and hopeful others more solemn and reflective each track really tells its own story uh, i mean they they really stand out individually and um you know they are uh, performed with an array of different guitars as well acoustic semi electric i mean uh, quite simply this is just a great guitar album by a great guitar master and to hear him do his thing in such an intimate setting is intimate as you can get really definitely helps one appreciate uh his talent his skill all the more absolutely here's a little bit of charleston from the album the name of the song is charleston written for that great south carolina city So I love how he kind of incorporates the bass sound in there from the lower strings of the guitar. Uh, versatility um, is kind of the name of the game for this album. Just like you mentioned, so many different styles, acoustic, electric, some fusion-esque, some very, you know, kind of straight ahead solo jazz guitar Um type compositions. Yeah, this was a beautiful entry from Lee Rittenauer here. A great album. Okay, Matt. Uh, with that, we'll move on to the next album on our list, kind of taking things in a different direction here. Uh, it's a new album from uh, cellist Yo-Yo Ma and pianist Catherine Scott. It's called Songs of Comfort and Hope, and it was released on Sony Classical. Um, but there's a lot of jazz influence here, pop influence here, show tune, folk tune influence. Beautiful album. Absolutely. Yeah, this is, you know, we talked recently about great duo recordings. We're going to have a couple of them here in this list, but uh, each one of them is is different uh, and uh, really has its own identity. And this is a recording by two musicians who have actually been longtime collaborators. They first met in the late 70s, in fact, and have worked in several projects. And they share an amazing chemistry on this new album that, again, uh, falls a little more in a chamber music, modern classical category, but is enriched by jazz influences and arrangements of jazz tunes. Uh, one of my favorite tracks, for example, is a somewhat forgotten uh, British trad pop track called We Meet Again from the early 30s, which is truly delightful. But I feel the, the, the program as a whole is something, it's just the type of music that you really want to listen to with the madness of the times. This is, again, something that we've talked about recently, but it's absolutely true. I mean, we do live in crazy times and Yo-Yo uh, uh, Ma and Catherine Stott really uh, definitely helping us through it. Right. This is the musical equivalent of comfort food, of a uh, comfy sofa, of a favorite shirt, of, you know, just being with family and friends. That's what this album is all about. Um, we are listening to uh, their take on Over the Rainbow, which is just, you know, grab your tissues, have them nearby because it's just, it's just so emotional and, and you know, heartbreakingly beautiful, um, as you would expect from Yo-Yo Ma and Catherine Scott. So we'll listen to a little bit of Over the Rainbow here, um, a piece of what is an excellent album from these two stellar musicians. Mm -hmm. 
love it. Such a simple melody, such a, you know, enduring melody. Um, and without any ostentation, without frill, you know, Yo-Yo Ma just adds so much emotional depth to it. Um, so bravo to Yo-Yo and Catherine, uh, because that's, that's a beautiful album. Again, coming out December 11th on Sony Classical, Songs of Comfort and Hope. Okay, Matt, the next album on our list um, is from a flutist, Elsa Nielsen. Uh, this is her third album uh, of the year. Mm. And uh, it's called Dark Is, Light Is, and it will be released December 13th on Bumblebee Collective. Yeah, it's been a pretty productive year for Elsa Nielsen. And if you like the flute, the sound of the flute, I mean, she's definitely one of the top musicians, uh, one of the top interpreters of this uh, amazing instrument. I, I have a soft spot for it, and I will definitely admit it. You know, we've talked about Hinsight earlier this year, and this is actually, like you said, her third LP of 2020. And a fascinating one at that, timely too, because it reinvents songs associated with the Swedish Festival of Lights, St. Lucy's Day, St. Lucia's Day, you know, it's got a couple of names. But, um, and it does that via modern arrangements in the key of jazz, some very lively stuff. And I must admit, I was not familiar with uh, the, I was familiar with with the, the the aura of the music, but not too familiar with the songs themselves that are associated with this feast day. And the album, in fact, is released on the thirteenth uh, of December, uh, which is the day of this feast. So, no, it's definitely a transcendental, almost kind of uh, kind of music, but in a different way from uh, which we normally use that music. It's a meeting of cultures. It's a there is definitely a universal spirit to the music, even though it originates from uh, Sweden. Absolutely. We're listening right now to uh, the track Santa Lucia. Um, and what Elisa, uh, what Elsa had to say about this album is the lyric that always struck her was this line about sleeping shadows and the parts that the sun forgot. So let's keep that in mind as we listen. Sorry, no way to no way to fade that one down. But a by the way, Brian, really nice I, I, I mentioned yeah. I mentioned that I was not familiar with the with the with the songs of this uh, this feast. But I've got to say, because you played that track, that has one of my favorite melodies of all time, <laughs> Santa Lucia. Yeah, oh, Santa Lucia. There you go. Uh, I guess uh, will be Santa Lucia in uh, Swedish. Um, yeah, very cool song. Nice work from Jeff McLaughlin on guitar, Alex Minier on bass, Cody Ron on drums. And yeah, I, I love that melody from Elsa there on flute. All right. Very cool. We will move on to the next album on the list, Matt. Um, yeah. This is another duo album, as you mentioned. It is from bassist Desron Douglas and harpist, jazz harpist Brandy Younger. Uh, the name of the album is Force Majeure. It will be released December 14th on International Anthem Records. Um, this one kind of has a cool backstory. Yeah. Matt, what can you tell us about it? Well, I, I, you know, speaking of great recent duo recordings, um, 
you know, the, it's a great instrumentation, bass and harp. I don't know if I've ever heard an album with this, you know, just bass and harp, a duo album with bass and harp. And uh, I could be, you know, maybe there are some out there, but this one is really great. It's, wow. I mean, I, I listened to this, I was hooked right from the beginning. Great set of diverse, diverse covers and just... Um, absolutely swinging sometimes again using that word transcendental but not necessarily just warm it's also quite adventurous uh but really you know douglas and younger share amazing chemistry this album was recorded from their home but make no mistake about it because it's an album that takes on uh you know it takes on uh, new arrangements of tracks as diverse as You Make Me Feel Brand New and the creator has a master plan. So, you know, it's a, even from the program itself, it just sounds so exciting. And and it takes uh, on all this material with the same level of excitement and ambition that I feel goes well beyond expectations. If you're, so if you're not familiar uh, with uh, these two great musicians, uh, you'll definitely be super surprised by how they just take on uh, these amazing compositions and tracks and well <laughs> while you while you get that set up uh, i just wanted to say yeah it's great because um, you know the best of artists across all of the art forms have very often found inspiration via restrictions and uh, we live in the times of restrictions and the most creative of them of them the most ambitious of them definitely have found them influ uh, you know influential and inspiring and so what we're hearing here especially within the context of jazz music is just amazing artists just getting together and i can hear that now so that's great. Uh, getting together, you know, in their own home and just uh, making great things happen. And uh, the universe is all the better for it. Yeah. And we are, of course, listening to a song that you mentioned before, man. That would be The Creator Has a Master Plan uh, by Pharaoh Sanders and Leon Thomas. And uh, yeah, let's let this play for a bit and take a deeper listen. Love the interplay there. Oh, I love amazing. the way, yeah, that uh, Desron just drew a, a very simple bass line. Uh, even all by himself can pack so much energy, um, you know, so much dynamism um, into his playing. And likewise for Brandy, you know, to hear her kind of take over the role of the bass as, as Desron gets into more melodic stuff, um, she really lays a beautiful foundation. Um, so just great interplay on this album. And again, a result of what happens when you uh, are forced to get creative during lockdowns. So yeah, absolutely. Very cool. It takes it right back in with them. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, Matt, let's go ahead and move on to the next album on our list. That would be the latest installment from uh, the Jazz is Dead series, mm. which is, of course, the uh, brainchild of producers Ali Shaheed Muhammad, formerly of A Tribe Called Quest, and Adrian Young. Um, the latest installment comes from Doug Karn. Um, it's the music of Doug Karn. This is Jazz is Dead uh, 005, and it will be released December 14th on Jazz is Dead Music. Yes, Doug Karn is a multi-instrumentalist vocalist. I particularly love his stuff on organ. He was a trailblazer, uh, trailblazing organist, really versatile, truly expressive. Uh, his discography is varied again, uh, somewhat overlooked, in fact. But uh, leave it leave it to Ali Shaheed Muhammad and Adrian Young to sort of rediscover and update 
is Legacy with their smooth flowing production. This is part of their provocatively titled Jazz is Dead. As you said, it's a series that we've, uh, we've talked about in the past. Uh, we've gotten five stellar releases so far. This one being the fifth, like you said, it's a funky, soulful, timeless one at that. And by the way, if you're not familiar with the Jazz is Dead series yet, you should take the time to get to know it because I think that it's easily one of the coolest things happening in jazz right now. As you can hear from the track Desert Rain, this again from the album Jazz is Dead 005 uh, featuring Doug Carn. no smooth way to fade that down for you um but the music is is uh certainly smooth i can just imagine that you know being sampled put under a hip-hop track having an mc lay down um some rhymes over it and that is of course what ali shaheed muhammad uh was famous for with a tribe called quest so uh yeah this is great chill out jazz i love this album Mm, absolutely Love the next album on our list too. Um, another duo album uh, from one of my favorite pianists and a personal friend. That would be Elon Meller. This is a duo album with vocalist Becca Stevens. It's called Palette on Your Floor, and it will be released December 18th on Nouvelle Records. Yeah, so again, I think this concludes the trio of duo albums that we highlighted on this 10 albums list. And uh, and again, it's a, it's definitely a different one. I mean, it stands out. Uh, it's a great collaboration between Becca Stevens and Elon Meller. And uh, all tracks of this record, I found this really interesting. Um, they were recorded on first or second takes. And this approach led to surprising outcomes, you know, spontaneous reinvention of uh, the music that they selected. And of course, fueled by the chemistry shared between these two musicians, which is very strong uh, jazz sensibilities, but also a bit of country, a bit of chamber. I mean, it's great stuff. I like the uh, the song that's a tribute to uh, Elvis. It's a great ballad, and I'm a, a big fan of the King, so I definitely appreciate <laughs> Palette on the Floor. Great album, concluding the trio of duo albums. I just wanted to say that again because uh, it's, uh, it's almost like a, a pun. But it concludes <laughs> the trio of duo albums of this uh, week's 10 albums or this well, month's 10 albums list and and just for you matt i've gone ahead and queued up that elvis presley song you were talking about this would be elvis presley blues again from the album palette on your floor by becca stevens and elon miller Thank you. 
hate to cut that off so abruptly i hate to cut that off at all um but uh yeah this new album just the intimacy um in becca's voice uh, she's just such a talented singer um and yeah i like the the mix of genres of influences of inspirations here great album uh, and, and a nice new installment from nouvelle nouvelle if you don't know it's a vinyl subscription service so you sign up for uh nouvelle and you receive vinyl uh to add to your collection all pressed on top of the line vinyl recorded by award-winning um you know producers and engineers uh they just recently released uh, a series all with new orleans artists so they took their gear down to new orleans and recorded one of the last recordings with pianist ellis marsalis um who passed away earlier this year. Uh, Nouvelle is a great, great label. And uh, Elon is a uh, uh, co-founder of the label. Uh, he's also a piano player. And uh, it's great to hear his talents alongside uh, Becca Stevens here. So great album. And the ninth album on our list, which by necessity, oh no, that was the eighth album on our list. That brings us to the ninth. Uh, this one is from saxophonist Branford Marsalis. He wrote the music at least. It is the music from Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which is of course the Netflix film. And it'll be rela- released on December 18th on Milan Records. So uh, what's the backstory on this, Matt? Well, yeah, this is um, a film. First of all, it's a film to get excited about because Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, due out on Netflix, the streaming giant, is uh, about the Ma Rainey. You know, of course, one of the first generation of blues singers to record, and the um, the music for the film is arranged and composed by Bramford Marsalis, and uh, who has a deep and profound understanding of the blue, the roots of blues and tradition of the blues and so it's just a perfect fit i mean let's not forget that marsalis has worked as a film composer in a lot of the past in the past too i mean uh you know it's worked in a lot of the fil- films including spike lee's mo better blues so it's um great to see him do his thing within the blues and cinema again well you know it's netflix but yeah i guess that's where we're going to i mean cinema also is changing the night form so true this is the talk ta- the song l train well, L Train <laughs> from the album Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, music from the Netflix film, again being released December 18th on Milan. I love that. And of course, I live in Miami now, Matt. So I saw the title of that track and I first thought it was El Train, but it is, of course, <laughs> L Train, as in the elevated train in Chicago. And I, I should know that I lived in Chicago for five years and rode that L Train frequently. And yeah, that is the sound of the L Train. That brings me back. 
You know what's interesting about that music, Brian? It's kind of like listening to music that would have been recorded back then, but with much better recording equipment. Yeah. <laughs> there, you know, it really does sound legitimately like it's from the time. Very Except authentic. Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. You know, and uh, reminds me of those Robert Johnson recordings that have kind of been restored, pitch corrected, um, kind of haunting to hear them um, in that way as compared to the old, you know, 45 or 78 RPM uh, recordings we had of them. So yeah, that's you're right. It's very much like a time travel-esque listen. So this is a cool album. Be on the lookout for it when it comes out December 18th. Again, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom music from the Netflix film featuring music by Brantford Marsalis. All right. And that, Matt, brings us to the final album on our list. This is another uh, an album with music inspired by a film. It's from keyboardist John Batiste. Uh, and this one is music from and inspired by Soul, the Disney Pixar movie that is slotted uh, for uh, imminent release. The album is coming out December 18th on vinyl only. Um, so, Matt, what can you tell us about this one? Yeah, another cinematic release, you know, and you know, this has also been an intense year for John Baptiste. You mean prolific as a musician, performer, and also as an activist as well. I mean, and to cap it off, here is an LP of the music he composed and performed for Soul, the latest Pixar offering about a uh, music teacher passionate about jazz and uh, you know he's also worked as a I believe a cultural consultant for the for the music and the movie and uh, recently we've talked about our favorite albums testifying to the link between Disney and jazz and I'm sure that if we were to do that list again in the future we would certainly include this new album uh, which also happens to be the final album to be mentioned in our 10 albums lists of uh, uh you need uh, of course 10 albums you need to know lists i should say the full name uh, of 2020 and what a ride it has been that's right now as we mentioned um this is a vinyl exclusive um so we don't have audio from this album um specifically but good news matt um earlier this month john batiste put out a single a christmas single have yourself a merry little christmas with vocalist Danielle Brooks. That is available to stream on Spotify. It is an official Spotify single. And I think what we're going to do, Matt, is wrap up with that tune. Um, as again, we close out the 10 albums you need to know for 2020. For all of 2020. That's it. That's it. So as we uh, roll over, have yourself a merry little Christmas here. We certainly hope our listeners will do the same with uh, whatever holiday you're observing this time of year. And uh, we will see you again in the new year. Matt, it has been a pleasure. Oh, yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, we'll see you again in the new year. Hopefully. In the meantime, visit us on jazzes.com. Check out our December issue, which is all about jazz and the movies. Uh, and be on the lookout for all the great content we have going in, going on on jazzes.com. All right, that'll do it for me, Brian Zimmerman, executive editor of Jazzes Magazine, and my friend, Matt Micucci, online editor of Jazzes Magazine. Thanks a lot, Matt. Thanks. Bye-bye. Troubles will be miles away Once again, as in olden days Happy golden days of yore Faithful friends who are dear to us Who are dear to us